0: Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for returning. This is The H, sponsored by Delight Cafe and produced by Black Girl Media. Today, we are actually going to be speaking with someone kind of special to me, uh, Wendy Cran. Thank you for joining oh, us. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were
1: going to slip up and... And introduce someone else first, but you did the right thing, Brandon. <laughs> I did
0: I knew what I was doing. Uh Wendy <laughs> is my future mother-in-law. Uh I yep. am sitting directly next to my fiance, who is the executive director of a nonprofit here in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, that her parents started. And we are also joined by Miss Michelle. Uh, Michelle, I don't know of any of your social media handles off the top because I just don't know off the top of my head. Do you have any social media? Because I know you've been having fun writing all about like your captain and stuff.
2: I, I'm on Facebook and I'm on Twitter. I don't use it. And <laughs> I'm on um, Instagram. I don't use it. I stalk people. That's all I do
0: that's okay (laughs) you're allowed to do that that's the best part of social media you know
1: he's a wag wag stalker
0: yeah like once you figure out how to stalk professionally through social media you'll know who to hire from then on out okay (laughs) so um let's get started we'll jump in uh sarah i'm gonna ask you what does wag stand for
3: Well, WAGS stands for Working Animals Giving Service, and the rest of it is for kids, which very much tells you exactly what our our mission is, which is to serve the previously ignored population of children seeking service dogs to be tasked, trained to assist them for a variety of special needs, from mobility assistance to a variety of developmental disabilities, the majority of which approach us for needs related to autism service.
0: So you guys like you train the dogs for service dogs? I know I'm your fiance. I'm making this (laughs) clarified for everybody who's listening. So you train the dogs or who trains the dogs?
3: The dogs are trained within the Ohio Department of Rehabilitation and Corrections and right now we have two training programs called the step-by-step training program and it is accredited by the Ohio Department of Rehabilitation and Corrections and we have the inmates within Grafton Correctional Institution and Mansfield Correctional Institution who are certified to be service dog trainers and these dogs live with these men and they appreciate and are the recipients of this 24-7 focused training environment which is beautiful and these guys are then able to upon release have this set of skills and are able to instead of apply for a job that they might be turned down for based on their history they can go put an ad on Craigslist and they have this opportunity towards employment to shout out another fabulous nonprofit but it it's this it's this pathway towards true reentry and avoid recidivism because it is within that first 30 days that a lot of people i'm not just going to say guys men women anybody trying to form a pathway
1: forward from from incarceration from, yeah from
3: incarceration yes that that they that they tend to fall and it's because they can't find employment opportunities because they fall in with the same crowd that they were in before it's it's a hard Pathway forward, and we 're here to try and help grow possibilities for all the populations that we work with it 's about the kids it 's about the inmates that do everything in their power to help train these guys. You should see the smiles on their faces when they when yeah. when they know that yep. what they 've done mm-hmm. has accomplished this great thing it 's amazing
1: yeah the, the thrust of what we do in prison is train inmates how to train dogs, and so that 's what the coursework is that 's what the step by step program is. And that's why I'm on this uh, this
0: podcast. Other than just being your future, your future mother-in-law. <laughs> so actually, Wendy, that's a perfect segue because I actually <laughs> the person I wanted to ask was going towards you. So, yeah. why inmates? Why did you guys choose to actually have the inmates be the ones who train the dogs? What was the significance that brought you to that?
1: Well, the significance was twofold. One was poverty, we had no money, we had no place to house dogs or, or to really train dogs. And if, if we were going to do it in our home, which is where this started, we would be training one dog at a time, which, you know, in, in terms of being impactful, one, one dog a year wasn't going to make the kind of impact we were looking to make in this very underserved population. So we, we were sort of tossing around ideas on where else we could be training dogs we tried for a while to use foster families from the beginning of the training program, but that's very difficult because foster families have little kids who don't always follow the rules, and, and we needed an audience of prospective trainers that was going to do exactly what we told them to and would give the dog back when the day was done. And golly, somebody in our group said, I saw this TV program about inmates training dogs. And so that was the kernel of the idea of how do we proceed to get a prison program here in Ohio. And at that time, back in 2004 or five, when we first started looking at prisons, um, of the 32 prisons in Ohio, 28 of them already had programs installed. And it was uh, somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody who got us connected with our first prison, which was the women's pre-release program here in, uh, right here in downtown Cleveland that had an opening. And that was our first prison that we started in. And since then, we have been traveling through uh, probably four or five different prison programs now, uh, have for many years been in just two. And uh, boy, I'd love to be in a third. But for right now, we're in two while this pandemic
0: is going on. So I I have to ask, you've been doing this about fifteen years now, correct? Almost sixteen. Almost Almost sixteen years. So your baby's almost able to drive. That's that's exciting. Yeah.
1: Well, well, the 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 baby's driving, and so they have the the baby has the keys to the car and waves goodbye, and um, you know the the mission of what we started all that time ago remains the same. Uh, The mission is to get service dogs viable for children and children's needs uh, specific to the tasks that they need done. But the vision of the 16-year-old who's driving off into the distance is, is now someone else's. And I have recently, I don't say I've retired. I have stepped down because I still do some little things for WAGs for kids, but I certainly have stepped down from the leadership and that rests now in Sarah's hands.
0: I have to be honest. I I, this is a podcast, but I really wish I was recording it just because Michelle actually has a has a family. It has one of those service dogs with wags, and that's why we asked her to be on. And she makes the same face as I do when people are talking. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. It's like we're like Wendy's sitting here going like. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm not doing it. I've passed the torch. I do a little now. You know, <laughs> oh, you're
1: all you're all making the she's a big fat liar face. Is that what you're doing? Honest to God, I do accounting mostly now. I'm like handling checks and paperwork and uh no, really. I haven't made a significant decision in almost a year. What what I am here for is a voice of if somebody asks me for my opinion, I offer it. And really I'm getting so good at keeping my mouth shut about things that, you know, it's not my next 50 years. I tell Sarah it's her next 50 years. And and I really believe that.
0: So I actually was going to, that was going to be a question I wanted to ask on that. So now that with the last year under Sarah's belt and you being her mom, and she's wanting to take this torch how have you felt with everything going? You watch this develop and new things, and she's dealing with things nobody's ever dealt with, such as this right. COVID-19 crap, right. a president named Trump that we're just gonna leave that discussion out. That's and, that
1: lie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but my question to you would be, how have you, How you're seeing the new stuff come around, Sarah's vision starting to develop. Have you noticed any major changes in the mission and vision that you've been doing the last 15 years that like, Sarah's adapting?
1: Well, the mission I don't believe will ever change. The mission is the mission. The, how we attempt it and how we achieve it has changed drastically. And that's one of the reasons why it was time for me decidedly to step away. It's because the social media aspect and the technological aspect are things that I either balked at learning or said, I'm never going to be as good at this as someone who already is in that world of expertise, it was just time to go. And sometimes you just, well, y'all are young folk, but you get to the point where, where it's time to let somebody else who knows newer, more efficient, more technologically advanced ways to use those tools to advance the mission. So I really believe the mission is the mission. And the vision is now... How Sarah and her team um, advance that into all of the technologies and ways that are available.
0: I agree. I think uh, I like it. So, question. It's Wags for Kids. And this is gonna I'm gonna swing this one back to Sarah. Don't worry, Michelle. You are my you I'm coming to you soon because I know when <laughs> I get you the floor, it's gonna it, we're gonna have a laugh. We're gonna have a good time. I've already got <laughs> nine nine yeah.
1: <laughs> She laughed, she cried, she got drunk. That's it. <laughs> That's
0: all I want uh, but, so how do families qualify to be able to have an inmate train the dogs?
3: So it's a, it's a pretty simple process. It starts with filling out a web form and we ask for some really basic information, the birth date of your child, the name of your child, your name, your phone number, and the best time we can reach you. And it's about a 30, what was it for you, Michelle? 30, 45 minute phone
2: call? It was me and Wendy. Well, it, was, it was longer than yeah, that. We, okay. we, we <laughs> talked longer, but that was our <laughs> fault. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, we could have done it in thirty
1: minutes. We could. we could have easily done it in thirty minutes. Yeah, okay. but we fell in love. But we fell in love, so we talked longer.
3: <laughs> we Love at first wine, and frankly, Aubrey fell in love with Josh at first diaper. But that well, that's fun. a whole
1: other story. Yeah, really. story. That
3: was not, that's mm-hmm. another story for another podcast. Yeah. So um, the first phone call is really just all that information that you won't find on our website. And it's us getting a general understanding of what your situation is, what you're looking for in a service dog so that we can give you, we're a very open book kind of peoples here. And we want to be very honest with you in being able to A, understand if we can do what you're asking us to do. And then... B, we'll send you an application. I mean, there are very few disqualifiers here. We don't do any life-saving services. And by that, I mean, we don't do seizure detection. We don't do diabetes detection. No, if it has the word detection in it, we probably don't do it. Especially because when parents are coming to us in that moment, it's not epileptic like me where I'm sitting here talking and joking and laughing, all that stuff. I have maybe one a week. There are children out there that are having 50 to 100 a day. And when their parents are approaching us, they are at the place where they're not sleeping every night. They are they haven't slept in the same bed as their spouse for possibly since their child was born. They're afraid that if they do leave the room, they're going to miss the moment that their kid swallows their tongue and they're not going to
1: happen. It's
3: panicky things. And we're yeah. not in a place where we're going to promise anything. We're very proud of the fact that when you tell one of our dogs to do something, they will do it on first command nine times out of 10. And that's like a 90% fire alarm. So for these life-saving things, We've just sort of made an organizational decision to sway away from that. But there's so many other things we can do. For children with autism, we can teach tethering, so many other things that we will send you the application. And there's, if if you are within our reach to get to, we will get to you and we will help you. And I think that's the only other reason that we've ever turned down a family, is geographical reach because we really are the only organization in the nation that starts in your home and ends in your home and never asks you to leave your house. We come to you.
1: And we do it forever. Well, unless, yeah, we do it forever. Ever, I mean, there are there are opportunities along the way where needs may change or situations may change. And everybody who works with WAGs for Kids has our phone numbers. I mean, our home phone numbers, our cell phone numbers. And if they need us, They can call us or text us or say, gosh, this is going on or, or my child is doing this new or other thing. And is there any way to train the dog to also attend to those needs? And, you know, we're not going anywhere. We're right here where you need us.
0: So I'm going to ask one more question and then we'll take a quick break, but this one I want to go to Wendy and Michelle, you're going to get the first question after break, just so you know, I don't even know what it's going to be yet. I'm just going to throw it at you. Um, But Wendy, so you've been doing this for 15 years. I know Sarah's been doing this for.
3: I just celebrated my eight year anniversary.
0: So, over the last 15 years, can you guys give me an idea of what some of the biggest struggles you have had, whether it be with the prisons, whether it be with regulations, uh, whether it be service dogs? Like, what has been one of your biggest struggles as a nonprofit? Because I had a. Okay, here's the answer. You ready for the answer? It's always the same. Oh, yeah. There you
1: go. I mean, I don't think there's anybody who works in the area of direct service charities. That's, you know, to the person who needs the thing that is in sort of our framework of size, which is relatively small. We're not on television. We don't have, you know, advertising bang for your buck. We have the service that we provide directly to the family. And I don't think there's any of us in that situation that wouldn't say the struggle's always funding always always funding the other things are you know human condition kinds of problems that you deal with as they pop up but the ongoing problem the initial problem always is who will help us
3: yeah i couldn't have said it any better to if if you want to get a little bit more specific we deal with a very finite population and we've always said that there's no trouble, though it was the initial (laughs) concern of finding this family for that first dog, we have since had no trouble finding people who need us. Yeah, people find us, a population of people who don't necessarily need us that are outside of that inner circle of the special needs community to recognize the value and recognize the need. Because even in a time of crisis, like what we're dealing with now, the need still exists, and frankly, so will we.
0: Very yeah. well done. Yeah. Let's take a quick break. Uh, this is the H and Honest Conversation about health, hemp, and happiness. Uh, we'll be right back, sponsored by Delight Cafe and Black Girl Media. There's an important message
1: waiting for you at the Truth About Child Loss podcast. It's a message of heartache and pain, but also of strength, faith, resilience, perseverance the truth about child loss by the christian jaden project available now on spotify
0: thank you for listening to the h we're back so wendy and sarah are with me today they are the former executive director of WAGs for Kids, and her daughter, Sarah Nelson, who is now the executive director of WAGs for Kids. And we have Michelle with us as well. Michelle has one of their service dogs. And uh, it's not for her, but you, yeah. <laughs> Michelle, I saw that face. She's
1: not a kid. Oh, she's only a kid at heart.
0: <laughs> I mean... Yeah. We're going to leave that where Brandon messed up. So okay. <laughs> uh, do, you, do me a favor, because this is actually yeah. something Sarah and I talk about a lot. And, um, I know that it's a very sensitive subject. The difference between a, uh, uh a service dog and an emotional support dog. Ugh. Yeah. Like there's- okay. Well, I know there's
1: a big sigh in the room for anybody who really works in the area of service dogs. And there's a lot of other languaging, emotional support dogs, companion dogs, therapy dogs, all of that languaging. Is it about a dog that is not in fact, a service dog, a service dog is a very specific thing that means it is trained to perform tasks that ameliorate the symptomology or the challenge of a person with a disability that's protected by the Americans with Disabilities Act of 1990. So you gotta have a thing that falls under that category. And then the dog must be trained to do something about it. It can't just be that you feel better that the dog is with you. I mean, I feel better when my dog is with me, but that doesn't mean it's a service dog. The dog has to perform tasks. And while there are no laws at the moment, Um, there will be, I am certain in the next five years as people try to get ostriches and monkeys and other things on airplanes, but, uh, it is the task performance that makes a dog a service dog, just like a seeing eye dog is well known for being a service dog. It's the tasks it performs. And so while there are no laws, the standard understanding is a dog must perform a minimum of three tasks. So it opens a door, turns on a light, or does a benefit in terms of calming or um, emotional ease, which is different than being an emotional support dog, but does none of those task-related things and just, you know, I feel better when my dog is with me. so that's the most simple explanation.
0: Very nice. Very well done. I I understand that. And I'm weird. Uh, So...
1: (laughs) Not if Brandon family. understands it, everybody can understand it. Is right.
0: <laughs> that it? makes sense because I need things drawn out and crayon for me a lot. Right. Michelle, the dog was,
1: has to do a thing. It has to do a task. That's what makes it a service life. dog.
3: Staying down do not count as tasks. No. And this is why I always pass this question to Wendy because she's got it down to a science. And those yeah. are probably the top three things that if you ask someone with a emotional support dog what tasks Is your dog trained to do for you? They'll say, sit, stay down. I'm like,
1: okay. No, (laughs) those are behaviors that the dog does. If the dog is trained to lay down next to a child that is in distress and put his paw on the child's hand or chest or um, leg, that becomes a task. That becomes a connective, visible task of assignment on command for a dog to do. It isn't just lay down next to me.
0: Mm-hmm. so michelle
1: yes this
0: is where i am coming to you i want to thank you for being on this this is a there you are very uh open honest person and i know these two would have a lot of families that would do this and they both love you so much they they were like she is going to be very good with this and we want to be able to put her on <laughs> <laughs>
2: the
0: pressure she's our favorite mommy don't tell
1: don't tell she's our favorite mommy she's our don't favorite tell mommy she- I,
0: well, I didn't, but you just did on your own recording. That. Cut, cut that out. Cut that part out. Uh, Black Girl Media. We need you to just like have a section there where, when Wendy's right talking, no. working. <laughs> so um, what I wanted to ask you, Michelle, is can you tell us a little bit about how you got involved with WAGs? Uh, let's just start there and I'll keep asking you questions.
2: Sure. Long story short, um, we were living in Virginia, stationed in Virginia. My husband was military and um, one of Aubrey's therapists asked if we had ever considered a service dog for Aubrey. Said no, started research nowhere, nowhere that I could find while we were there would service Aubrey at her age. She was two at the time. And we were told we could get on a list when she was five and that currently at that time, it was a three-year wait list. So if we got on when she was five, maybe by the time she was eight, we could have a dog. Um, So that's six years of my daughter needing that service, needing something and it not being available. Fast forward, husband retired, we moved to um, the Ohio, to Cleveland area and For some reason, I started searching again. Um, Aubrey's needs grew more. Um, It was even more apparent that she could benefit from this. Um, And again, a therapist brought it up to me. Have you considered? I said, no. Started searching and I found, I don't know how. I don't know if I Googled service dogs in Ohio, service, Ohio service dogs for kids. I have no idea, but somehow magically wags popped up into my search engine and, um, called Wendy and hit it off. Um, I don't think it took me two weeks to get all the paperwork together and send in what was needed and start the process. And here we are. We've had, um, Claire since July 1st so almost we're coming up on a year and it's been absolutely life-changing for not only Aubrey but our family as a whole.
0: So you don't have to like say anything that you don't want to but what are some <laughs> of the tasks that you have noticed that what, you, all three of you made a noise?
2: <laughs> I didn't make a noise. You <laughs> know Michelle's like I'm good I got this. Wendy I got and were like I don't go in there. I,
0: but my thing is, so what are some of the tasks you've noticed that Claire has been able to help Aubrey with the most? Like you've noticed right away? like
2: So interestingly, we got Claire on a Monday. And Wednesday was a therapy day for Aubrey. So we had had Claire less than 48 hours at this point. And Aubrey has um, a sensory processing difficulties. It's not technically, it's not a um, diagnosis anymore for sensory processing disorder, which is don't, don't go there. Um, But she has sensory processing difficulties and um, she just shuts down when she does not know how to handle or navigate her environment. If something startles her in her environment, if something does not go as expected, she shuts down. And we walked into therapy that day and Aubrey was not looking where she was going. And she ran into someone and she got, she was not hurt, but it was startling and it was embarrassing. And she instantly dropped to the floor and took cover, which she would throw her hands up over her ears to take cover. And um, the instant she did that, Claire turned around started bumping her elbows and brought her out of that shutdown. This was not something I commanded Claire to do. This was not something Claire, I don't even think Claire had seen it yet at that point. Um, again, we hadn't even had our 48 hours, but Claire instinctively knew what her girl needed and she did it.
1: Can uh, I interrupt one second and ask, did did, did we not do the thing with... Um, Aubrey's T-shirt with her scent with Claire before she got Claire.
2: You did. We um yeah. so Claire, that's where that's from. Yeah. Claire slept with um, Aubrey's Mickey Mouse blanket. So and that before was, they met. Yes, before so that they we met. could
1: introduce to Claire the 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 name of her little girl, the smell of her little girl. So Claire was immediately upon meeting Aubrey attached in a positive way to that's where Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be. Yep.
0: That's awesome. That's so great. So Mm -hmm. that's 48 hours in and you've had Claire for a year. You said now, is that correct? Almost.
2: Yeah. We're coming up. We've had her 10 months. So
0: give me something else. I know you have more stories like that. Can you (laughs) talk about like that? Something you never thought you'd be able to do. You're able to do now. And you just didn't know it. You didn't think it was going to be possible maybe two years ago or five years ago.
2: Okay. Well, let's I
0: throw, I threw you off. I, I know it's a random. No, part.
2: no, you didn't. It's, it's narrowing it down to what, um, so, but let's go in chronological order. So we got Claire July 1st. What happens on July 4th every year? Fireworks. Yeah. Fireworks. Mm-hmm. What terrifies a child and is startling to a child, not expecting it in their environment. Fireworks. Fireworks. We live super close Two blocks away from where they set fireworks off. And July 4th last year, we could not even watch fireworks on the TV. This is before we got Aubrey. We could not watch them on TV. We would, um, my husband Rich and I would have to divide and conquer. One would have to take our son to see fireworks while one stayed with Aubrey because we could not, we couldn't take her. This year, not only were we able to watch them on July 4th on the TV, but July 20 something, our town had a um, home days event where they do fireworks two days in a row. And we were able to go sit live in person with Aubrey and Claire and watch fireworks. Mm -hmm. And Claire didn't She was absolutely non-reactive to the fireworks, but she continually checked in with Aubrey and um, how Aubrey was doing. Um, Aubrey started facing, sitting in my husband's lap, facing him, and by the end of the fireworks, she was able to turn around and watch them.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh.
2: This
3: little Um, girl who used to hug her mother's skirts now gets offended if she doesn't get to hold the leash when we give educational seminars in front of high schoolers, let alone elementary school classrooms. And she was practically performing as she Mm -hmm. scooted between her mother's legs when the dog was told to do the same thing and posed with her hands under her (laughs) her chin. She, I've never seen this little girl, she's turned
2: into this, she was always gregarious, but never in public. Nope. She's, her confidence has grown, um, her ability to adapt and transition and handle, um, new situations, um, surprising situations, and, crowds. And her
1: language, her language. Her language. So much from yep. wanting to speak and command and talk to the yep. dogs.
2: Yep. Yep. She, I mean, it, again, it's been life changing, not only for Aubrey, but for our family. I mean, we can go into a restaurant now and not worry about, okay, well, who's going to finish eating at the table alone and wait for the check because we had to leave because Aubrey was at her limit. We don't have to do that anymore.
0: How many families does WAGs uh, have?
3: We have helped over a 100 families over the course of our our lifetime as an organization. We are able to make between 8 to 10 placements a a year.
0: Wow. And it's families with kids with autism mainly, but with other needs. But not, I want to make sure I emphasize, because it was really clear to me, not anybody that has uh, seizures or something like that, correct? We don't do like
1: yeah, not as a primary focus. I, you know, I, I don't want to say we haven't been able to help families with children who have some, some uh, seizure disorder. And but if that's the primary focus, that's not us. There are other there are other organizations that do that. Oh, yeah. I mean,
2: go ahead. Going, you know, um, autism service dogs have become um, more. Prevalent. I I don't know if that's the right word. You that's, see who more of, of that yeah, that's who calls us. Yeah, that's
1: who calls us. Yeah. Aubrey we sort of our.
2: Are... Go ahead, Wendy.
1: I was just going to say that's who calls us. We yeah. we are sort of at the direction of when the phone rings. What does a family need, and that's who we help. So. But I also want to
2: make it clear that that's not only. WAG's mission or only the type of families that they help. Because Wendy, Wendy, um, Aubrey does not have um, autism. She um, has sensory processing. She has global developmental delays. She has hypermobility. So one of the things that Claire does um, is um, gets real close to Aubrey and provides support and stability and balance when Aubrey needs it um she uh, Aubrey's is speech delayed um getting more talkative now <laughs> thanks to Claire. um she you know has a lot of um things that we don't even know going on things that haven't been diagnosed every time we have a six month follow-up we find something new so um i wags is not only autism so kids who have the need can have their needs met with WAGs and don't need to have that autism diagnosis for that to happen. Very true. We didn't even start, we
1: didn't, yeah. Sarah, you should explain. We didn't even start doing autism. I mean, the first three years we did, go ahead.
3: Oh yeah, it was more. It it really is like you said. What came to what comes to our door. We started out. It's why our our old logo. If anybody wants to take a look at it, at the vintage Wags logo, you could see that on our website at wagsforkids.org, and <laughs> <laughs> you'll see that it included a hand drawn child. In a wheelchair and it was the same right. woman That's who was the training book also available on our website for purchase as straight donation to our wonderful charity and yeah. <laughs> you will see that it, it has it has a child in a wheelchair with another child standing next to the wheelchair because mobility service was such a dominant force and it really is just whatever whatever the greatest need in your life is it's we, we would much rather somebody ask, as much as we hate saying no, we would rather you ask if we can help than not ask at all.
0: Yeah. And you can yeah. just go to the website and apply?
3: Yes, go to yes. wagsforkids.org, and right on the front page of our website is a direct link to the request a placement application section of our website under programs and services, and it's a really quick web form. We understand that while everybody's busy. Uh, parents, especially of this community, have a little bit extra going on in their life.
1: And we want to keep... somebody in- real calls you, a real human, one of our yeah. trainers calls who can ta- yeah. ask about specific things that you need and get right to the meat of your particular issue in your particular household. And it's all very one-on-one and personal and directed toward what the family needs.
3: Yeah. I think that's the beauty of how this has been handed down as a legacy is that this this whole process, the onboarding process came from my dad, actually, who was a former special education teacher and a former right. social worker. And so it it comes from a background of us really wanting to understand the inner workings of your family. So it, it winds up almost being like a little science experiment matchmaker thing that the trainers do. I will never tell our trainers that they're not allowed to make a placement that they suggest to me because it's, if they could make true love matches the way they make child and dog matches, we would all be <laughs> happily ever after. It's a beautiful yeah, thing is to that, see. Thing. Is, it, that,
0: is that if your, we, your thing? You're gonna yeah. make a
3: dating app? Just stand. if, if we're stand.
1: Able, If we're able to train for the thing that the child needs, we will do it. And we don't care so much What the name of the diagnosis is? We care about the task. Yeah, absolutely,
0: Absolutely. Michelle. Yeah, back to you, and then we'll take a break. So, with you have had a lot of great things. Uh, The Fourth of July thing, I I, wow, that's awesome because of the fact, like, just so many things. uh, Being able to have you guys relax and do a family thing alone is probably just a huge relief. Being able to do more than that, with seeing that seeing her Aubrey be able to enjoy it and all that, just amazing. What would you say? Because it's only been a year. Um, with Claire being by Aubrey's side, what would you say is one of the the most? I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. What would you say is going to be the? It has been the greatest accomplishment you've seen so far forget uh, good, good stories. I just want to know something you think you've seen. And you're just like, yeah, I'm, I'm so happy about
2: this. That's a loaded question. That's not, it's not one thing. Like there's not one thing I've seen that says that can answer that. It's everything. It's we have seen Aubrey grow and be able to do things I never a year ago would have said we're we're not going to be able to do that. Um, Halloween for a lot of
1: yeah for a lot of the moms that have talked to us about it over the years, the phrase they mostly have used is the change in how the child views the world, not how not how the child is now affected by the world, right. but how the child views the world and, and so is able to, all those things you talk about, Michelle, all those things you talk about.
2: I think because it's, that, uh, if if I had to say one thing that I have noticed that made it worth it, it you know, it, everything makes it worth it, but the <laughs> confidence and the blossom that we have seen within Aubrey in this time has, it is something i wouldn't have dreamed of um you know watching aubrey on halloween run door to door with her brother and say happy halloween and thank you and trick-or-treat to complete strangers is something we hadn't had for five halloweens before um you know that's very cool
1: you never told me that that's very cool
2: i never told you that no. Yeah. Huh. huh. I think I. And, <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so even the Halloween before Aubrey would not get out of the stroller, she would not get out of the wagon, she would not anything. But this time, she even this last Halloween with Claire dressed up as Yoda, she would <laughs> run door to door and not have to have Rich or myself right by her side. I was actually able to Shocker. Walk the sidewalk with other parents with an adult beverage in hand and enjoy (laughs) it myself. Not having to carry Aubrey or stand back with Aubrey and force her to do something she didn't want to do because, Mitchell, you know, we have two kids. We can't always divide and conquer. We can't always say no we can't do this because your sister can't handle it that's not fair so having us stand back with her or keep her from those experiences because they were too much for her doesn't feel like something we have to do any longer which Mm is awesome to be able to experiences those memories that joy for aubrey that before claire we weren't able to do that's ah all. the
1: joy business
2: remember that sarah
1: we're yeah. in the joy we're in the joy business that's what we used to say <laughs>
0: that's you all you are it
3: just makes yeah. me happy i, I love yeah. that it's been like that for you michelle thank you for sharing
0: yeah. yeah let's take our last break we'll come right back this is the h sponsored by delight cafe black girl media with wags for kids and thank you we'll be right back
1: hey everyone we'll get you right back to your show but I wanted to make sure you check out all the other shows at Black Girl Media. Whether listening to The H or Truth About Child Loss, Under the Wig, or 216 Jams, our podcasts cover all types of topics and are for a variety of lifestyles. So check us out. Also, if you have a show idea and you're ready to get your podcast distributed on Google, Apple, or Spotify, we can get you started. Just head over to blackgirl.media. That's www. Dot black girl dot media.
0: And we're back to the H. This is Brandon with Delight Cafe. Uh, our producers at Black Girl Media with WAGS for Kids. My brain just stopped there. Give me a... I, sorry. Sorry, Sarah. I got getting stared down <laughs> now, too. Uh, so let's go right into part three. We got Sarah Nelson from WAGS for Kids. Will you tell us about how WAGS has been reaching the community?
3: Well, we started many years ago trying to reach the community exactly where they are, out in the community. Uh, We're big believers in what we like to call organic philanthropy. So um, we try and sort of covertly fundraise in that we try and do things that people would otherwise do and have fun doing. And uh, it just so happens that your admission price goes to help a fabulous local charity. So uh, we will do things like the big mac and cheese throwdown that everybody got to experience before the COVID crisis downtown. Gotcha. And uh, we have going on right now, our virtual 5k run.
0: What is a virtual 5k run?
3: Well, I'm so glad that you asked me about that.
0: <laughs> I was asking, I was <laughs> asking Michelle. <laughs> Michelle, what is a virtual 5k run?
2: <laughs> a run that you can do on your own time. At your own yeah. pace, in your own location, with your own friends, your own family, or just yourself. What?
0: That is nailed the nail on the head, like right there. Boom. Yeah. Uh, so, and where do you sign up for your 5K?
2: Waxforkids.org. That
3: slash Wonder Run 5K. Michelle uh, does a fabulous Facebook Live with us on Wednesdays. If you go to the Facebook uh, page for the Wonder Run 5K, which is obviously an event listed at our Wags for Kids Facebook page, you will find not only fabulously cute puppy pictures, but you will also find on our Walking Wags Wednesdays, we've tried to sort of create this online community for people that would A, otherwise be running, walking, or rolling and when we say rolling, it means that we really have tried to create an all abilities friendly environment. And also we're trying to create this online environment for just people who might be riding this out solo or just want someplace to clock in and and walk a mile with their dog. I've been clocking in and doing this on the wags for kids page so that people can log in either place and Lord knows I'm not a runner. If anything, I'm a horizontal runner, just for the pitch perfect fans out there. So we we do we do a lot of fun community events. When we all get back to normal, you will see us at everything from Taste of Summer events to pet carnivals. We really just we love being part of the community. Um, anybody from, sorry, (laughs) sorry, there's a lawnmower in the background. If there's a, if there's anyone that wants to, to join us and and register for the, for the Wonder Run 5k, I'll let Michelle fill you in on all the, the details, details, but it's, it's really a fun way for everybody. (laughs) Don't look at me like that. We're Zooming as we're, as we're recording and she's giving me the weirdest look like I didn't know I was supposed to be giving details even. <laughs> out, mm. We <clears throat> tried to really step it up in terms of making this a really fun, interactive family event. We understand that people are going stir crazy and we want everybody to just put a little fun in their quarantine. So just to have a reason to step out, to stretch their legs and if, you are able to be able to register and participate in making an in in this event that you may have otherwise participated in during our our august first date um, who knows we may still be we able may.
1: To- we may oh, we to- may get there we may be out in the street you never know
3: I would love to. You know, the city of Berea still is keeping our date open. I know that a lot of events are getting canceled. If you're following along online, there's a lot of events that we've all been looking forward to that we've seen cancellation notices going up. Uh, As Until somebody pulls our special event permit, we're still trucking on. And the fact is, is that as long as the virtual option remains, please. Run on your treadmills, walk on your sidewalks. You don't even have to do the full three miles at a time. That's one of the reasons that we're doing these virtual videos is so that you can do it half a mile at a time. You can do it one mile at a time. Whatever your lifestyle is, we just we've been a community that has been, and by we as a community, I mean we as Wags for Kids have been built up by Cleveland. You know, there there were a lot of (laughs) years there where we would be at everything, raising $500 at a time just to make sure that we had enough money to feed the dogs. And so we really have been the charity that Cleveland grew. And so now we want to give back in that sense. And while we understand that there's still some very essential financial things that we need to do to keep these animals alive, um, we're still on a spending freeze. We still want to keep people engaged and keep a smile on their face. And so that's our goal with the events as we move forward is to make sure that these kids who, I love our families and how they're posting, showing us how our kids are leaning on their service dogs now more than ever. We're getting calls left and right from our kids in waiting who are saying, please tell me that you're still training my dog for me. And that's just what we're trying to achieve with our events. And there's a ton of them listed online. We're doing everything we can to figure out how we're gonna maybe even turn our gala virtual. And if there's anything else fun that anybody wants to do that they haven't seen somebody else turn virtual online, I'm all for all kinds of crazy ideas. Or if anybody
1: knows someone looking for another good thing to be giving to, it is is these kids in, in our backyards all over Ohio that are are waiting for us and counting on us and you know we we still need help.
3: Yeah. Um, I'm I'm really lucky that we've been able to partner
1: with some of
3: our 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 people in the community and be able to mm-hmm. sort of double down on, on on the good in the community where we've been able to not only support the kids that are waiting, but also do a lot of good for our frontline workers recently. So it's it's yeah. been really it's been Yep. It's,
0: it's been really heartwarming. Cool. So, really quick, I, I want to hit this one really quick. You guys did mention about like still training, uh, Michelle. I'm going to swing to you because you were supposed to explain that race, and Sarah really <laughs> took it over. I mean, oh
3: no! I saw the face. I knew I wasn't allowed.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I, would. You, my question to you, with COVID going on and everything, and you having a kid at home, everything. How are you noticing – like, how are you guys handling everything as a family and everything? Is it, like, as stressful as everybody else, or are you guys –
2: I think just like everyone else, you have your good days and your bad days, your days that are easy-peasy, and then your days that you're like, I am so sick of seeing the inside of my walls. Um, We have not – gone grocery shopping since this all started. Aubrey was um, t- uh, got test results that she has a autoimmune disorder, and we were in the process of testing to figure out which one um, when everything got shut down. So obviously, I'm not going to take her anywhere for blood work that's not necessary right now. So we have hunkered down and are um, you know enjoying the inside walls of our house. Um, We've done, as a family, we do a lot of bike riding, a lot of walking. Our street is half a mile long one way, so we get our mile in, up and back every Wednesday um, with wags, and um, we do the kids' bike ride, the kids' basketball ride. One of my outlets has been sidewalk truck lately, um, and so- It's
1: amazing. I wish everybody could see your Facebook page. You're an amazing artist. It's
2: it's private for a reason, <laughs> um, but um, there I should I could start a whole separate one just the sidewalk talk. Um, but I, what's been nice is seeing um, the sense of community on my street. Um, where we are, it's not a neighborhood. We literally are a street. It's a dead end. It's a cul-de-sac off of a main road in our um in our town. So we the neighbors set out on their walk and it's been really nice to hear them come by and say, "Oh my gosh, you did something new. I love it. I love looking forward to walking down here and seeing cuz we're at the very end." So um I did I chalked the wags 5K website yeah, he said- Everything yeah. and had it there, and it. I think it was up for two days before it rained, and so mm-hmm. hopefully, I was able to get the website and the word out for people to hey, if you're walking the street and you're lapping it six times, you're doing six miles, so you can do a 5k. Let's do something good with yeah. that. So, Absolutely.
0: I love it, I love it, and I've seen some of these pictures, and uh, your creative stories have been quite fun too. <laughs>
1: Oh, the ones on the ladder and the, I love those. I love those. Those are great. Yeah. yeah.
3: Michelle writes with her husband's military background. She writes Facebook posts during COVID from call with her, her title being captain. And then her husband is commander daddy. And it's this <laughs> diary for people not familiar with Michelle's private Facebook page, as they probably wouldn't be. <laughs>
1: That's how they get through the day. It's how you get through the day at Michelle's house. That's fun. Yes.
2: Oh, I know.
3: It's beautiful. It's 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 only proof that life deserves a sense of humor. It's <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, and, and my whole thing is I don't want people to take it as complaining. I'm really not. I'm trying to shed light and laughter and um at the same time give a glimpse into you know what it's like now. I'm not just um a mommy and a wife and uh running from therapy to therapy i have now had to bring that therapy into my house i have had to become the occupational therapist for school and our private therapy um speech therapist for school and our private speech and physical therapy for school and because she receives these services at school too. So they're sending me stuff. Her teacher is sending me stuff. So I've become a preschool teacher, a first grade teacher, a occupational therapist times two for two kids, speech therapist. Um, and what's what's Claire's rank? I forget what I know. I know, know there's innocent Petty officer. Who?
1: Petty officer Claire. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: And, and the cats are, are seamen. Are, <laughs> so, they, everyone has their own rank in our house, and um, so while you know each each day is different, and each day brings a different story. So. Now I got to ask: you know you were a former, you're a former teacher. Yes. How's it
3: been taking on the OT and the ST and the PT role? Um, a lot of parents out there that are just now. Learning what being a teacher is like, which right. I'm sure gives you the giggles. But Listen,
2: no, there's a reason I left the classroom. Um, <laughs> I although I taught high school, so it's very different, um, very different than having a first grader and a preschooler. Um, but the um, learning yes. to be these things while challenging, I think the most challenging is having to juggle all the hats. Mm. So it's not just learning how to provide speech therapy. It's learning how to teach my first grader and get his schoolwork and his requirements done at the same time that I am um, doing speech therapy and or making sure that all the Um, the balloons, the feathers, the stamps, the whatever list they have sent me to have ready for the Zoom occupational therapy session, that all of it's done. And this is quiet for her while that's happening. And this is quiet for him while that it's, it's a lot. I mean, um, you know, my husband is a high school teacher and he gets to come down and do his virtual classroom for how many ever hours a day. And, and while his place of work has changed and how he does his work has changed it's still kind of the same for him and I don't I don't want that I don't want that to sound like I'm minimizing what he's doing because every week they get new direction from their school about how to do things and I do not envy any single teacher out there right now and I am so sorry this is how their year is ending um, but for from my role, I went from having a two hour break a day while Aubrey was in school to having zero break a day and plus having to wear all these different hats at the same time. So that is what special needs parents are dealing with right now. Um, It's tough, it's a lot. It's super tough because we aren't just mommy anymore, um, which in and of itself is very, very difficult. We are mommy, teacher, therapist, wife, Chef, housekeeper, dog yeah. walker, cat feeder—like we are everything, twenty-four-seven now. Yeah, and that's what's made this time at home so difficult.
0: Yeah, you honestly are a, a very inspirational person. In this whole conversation, I, Michelle, you have a lot of fun and you put things a positive twist. Not many people do what you do. You can give me that look, and I—I might just make that screenshot of what this like <laughs> podcast is. This I time. know, but you you put things in a positive way and you do your best to think like find the way to make it a positive twist whether it's uh the semen or whether it's the uh it's talking about what's going on like you you ended that with a very positive twist and i just like i want you to know that's a very good trait and wags i know has helped you immensely so i'm gonna start with you uh michelle What would be some advice that someone has provided to you that has helped create your world today that you would want to pass on to others?
2: Oh, good gosh. You said you read
0: the criteria questions. I did, but. Do you want me to come back to you? Do you want, Wendy said this question. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready. (laughs) I'm ready. (laughs)
1: Um, The advice I would give everybody, and this isn't just, from WAGs. This is from, it's because WAGs belong to me sort of solely for, for a number of years, but this is for anybody from the older and wiser perspective, is that I am a firm believer in that what you do as one person makes a difference. It makes a difference. And if we can dream up, I can dream up WAGs. And if Michelle can find a way to name all the bodies in her house as ensigns <laughs> and commanders and, and, and make the day wonderful for her children and her family. The advice I would give anyone, and for anyone like you, Brandon, starting a, starting a new venture, I think everyone can make a difference individually, solely by their own force of energy. And I think to not take a shot at it is such a waste of time, such a waste of time. And there so... You know, use your time wisely and go for it because WAGs exist because two people, you know, a former special education teacher and a dog trainer said, hell, let's try and do this. So go find the thing that you're supposed to give a shot to do because it makes a difference in the world.
3: All right, Michelle, it's officially your turn. I got to think of something. You know, I can never
1: go after Wendy. Really?
3: I know.
2: <laughs> I, I, <laughs>
1: You don't have to say, yeah, what she said.
2: No, yeah, exactly. It's not like that. Said. <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh, I mean, geez, Michelle, would, would you have not kicked yourself in the ass, knowing what you know now, if you hadn't said when you moved to Cleveland, let me take one more shot at finding a service dog for this kid who I know who needs it. If you had just said after your first experience, ah, well, I guess I'll cross that off the list. I mean, right. I think we are people that should not be crossing stuff off the list. Just go for it.
2: Oh, I couldn't agree more. I I think that's the thing is that one, I'm not one to just throw my hands up in the air and give up on anything, especially my children and yeah. recognizing and, and being their biggest advocate. Um, mm-hmm. Being a voice to anyone who can't voice it for themselves, my kids. Um, That, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine where we would be without Claire and Wags being part of our family now. You're stuck with me forever. Um, Yay. (laughs) (laughs) um, And and I, I don't know, I guess that's the one piece of advice I would give someone is that don't stop fighting. Yeah. Don't don't stop fighting for what you believe would benefit you and your child and your family. And um, you know, just because someone says this this is the way it is, no, I don't believe mm-hmm. that. I think you I have said to somebody
1: I said to somebody the other day, it's time for all of us to stop settling for the crumbs yep. we are given yep. and to go fight for the cookie we want. Yep. <laughs> Exactly. Yep. Yep.
2: Yeah. So. yeah,
3: I couldn't agree more. Um, this is why Wendy needs a quote book. When I when I my my first book, it's gonna be the the Wendyisms um, instead of things
2: I learned as a kindergartner. It's things I learned from Wendy. Yeah, that's what I learned from my mother. Yeah, um, when I. When I think
3: back to, you know, life life lessons, I, I I think back to the the brief little speech that I made when I was introducing Wendy before she made everybody cry at the gala last year. And uh, you know, I think, you know, don't forget the period. And I think <laughs> don't forget don't 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 forget to be kind.
2: You know,
3: there's, there's a there's a lot of stress out there. And every time I pick up the phone to call customer support or every time I send an email to follow up on an SBA loan. You know, I'm one of millions Mm -hmm. and there are people posting. Did you get your um, check, the twelve hundred dollars, twenty four hundred dollar check? You know, we're we're all. There, we're all going through the same storm. I don't yep. know if you've seen that poem going around, yep. but it's incredibly powerful. And if you haven't seen the poem, I I will repost it to the Facebook page at some point this week. It's, it's It could not be more poignant. And to just understand that we're all going through a lot of craziness right now and we all have our own way of handling it. And so we're all going to be lashing out at our loved ones and having bad days and to apologize when we do those things that are not the best side of us. And to just, you know, I got some great advice when I was a 20 something that didn't handle bad days well from my mother who said that there's gonna be 12 things that happen in a year, at least, that go wrong. (laughs) And if you know that ahead of time, (laughs) then you can learn to expect it. And I feel, I think, like a lot of people, like we sort of got hit with all 12 at the same time. So,
1: (laughs) yeah. Is there something going on in the background that I'm hearing as a backdrop? Is this? Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. Uh, I think that's the one thing as a special needs parent that I never um, prior to one having kids and two prior to having a special needs kiddo is one thing I say to people all the time is be careful what you judge. Be careful what you assume, because until that kid in the grocery store who's having a meltdown is not having a meltdown because of a bad parent they're not having a meltdown because they're spoiled. They're having a meltdown because their world was just rocked because the grapes spilled on the floor or they didn't have the specific kind of applesauce that they like or something in their little world that they feel is detrimental um, to happiness in that moment. Something did not go the way it usually does.
1: That whole processing thing is the mystery of our lifetime now, as we see more and more kids with these processing disorders that right. used to be lumped under autism that are now right. sort of separate and apart. And uh, nobody knows there used to be a diagnosis called uh, PDD, that pervasive right. developmental delay yep. thing that they just lumped everybody in because yep. nobody could figure out what was going, what on. Was going on. And it just, And just like you said, it could be that they look on the shelf and the brand of applesauce that they had their heart set on isn't there, and then their life is, in that moment, ruined. Shattered, Their life is ruined. Shattered,
2: yeah. And with social media today, it's so easy. I call it keyboard courage. It's so easy for someone to snap a picture and post it and say, well, you look at this brat who was throwing a fit at the grocery store. I blame the parents. Well, you know what? walk a day in those parents'
1: shoes. I know. And and I think that's where WAGS has sort of developed over the years to say, if you call us, we're going to try and walk in your shoes with you. We're going to try and see what that thing is that your family needs, that your kid needs, that may be slightly different or somehow altered from what we thought we were going to be doing. Because we want to help if we can walk in your shoes with you and help make it better that's what that's what we're going to do
2: well and i would say you know to add on to that you don't try you do you come into our home and you walk that road with us you come spend time with our family and and get to know and see firsthand what those needs are before you go on and assess the dogs and figure out which dog is best suited for that child it's not this this child signed up at this time and this dog came into training at this time here's our match i think you really do a great job at assessing the needs of the child and the family and what type of dog would best suit them um and then not only do you do that artfully but when you match the dog you're there like you said earlier you're, you're with us for life um i can't count on one hand how many times i've had to call you or the trainers and be like okay what am i doing wrong because this isn't working or how do i step this up another level aubrey needs it to look like this and At no point have I ever felt like I've put someone out. Um, I've never been ignored or brushed off or felt like it was a stupid question. I have always had our family's needs met and assessed and taken into consideration at every step. And um, for that, I think that's what puts WAGs above um, other places that I called early on in this process.
1: Yeah, And that's why, you know,
0: the,
2: are you back? Are you with us?
0: I am. So oh, hi. <laughs> So, 30 seconds each. I'll start with Sarah. What is the impact you want to leave on the world?
3: I don't think I need 30 seconds. I, I want to leave more Michelle's and Aubrey's on the <laughs> world. I want all the little kids to be able to say that they have been able to just... Have their wishes met and whatever ha- is inside of them to be achieved that they've been able to reach their dreams because of their furry best friend that has been tasked trained by Wags for Kids. That is the impact that I want to leave on the world.
0: Wendy?
1: If you can do it, you should do it. If you can, you should. And that's what I want everybody to know.
0: And Michelle?
2: Um advocacy, education, love, and laughter.
1: Joy. Yeah. We're in the joy business. Joy. This isn't yeah. the disability business. It's no. the joy business.
2: <laughs> more, kids,
3: more dogs, more kids, more joy.
0: Perfect. <laughs> Ladies, I thank you all very much for today. This was WAGS for Kids podcast. It was on the H, an honest conversation about health and happiness. I need to figure out what word for H I'm going to use for you guys here. I might just choose like. Homeboys? No. <laughs> um, no. I want to thank you, Wendy. <laughs> I thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate you all. This is the H with Delight Cat sponsored by Delight Cafe, uh, produced by Black Girl Media. Thank you, guys, ladies. Have thank a great you. day. Thank you. The H is brought to you by Delight Cafe. And produced by Black Girl Media in Cleveland, Ohio. Your hosts are Brandon Croucher, Alexis Zimski, and Joel Holdereth. Executive producer is Shayna Black, with editing and post production by Ethan Williams Taylor.